0: The following podcast is produced or sponsored by a community member. The content, views, and opinions expressed are those of the participants and do not reflect those of BMC or the town of Belmont. BMC welcomes your comments at call us at 617-484-2443 or email us at access at belmontmedia.org. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Community Conversations. I'm your host, Roger Colton. The town of Belmont is now deliberating how to reuse the old incinerator site uh, that's been closed for a number of years. And one creative use that's been proposed is to use the site for a new bike and skate park, uh, an active recreation facility for the town of Belmont. Uh, I have with me today Lucia Willie, who is really the driving force behind uh, uh, that proposal and is the organizer of it. We're going to learn today what, what it means to have a bike and skate park and what the, the implications are. Thanks for stopping over, Lucia.
1: Thank you for having, having me, Roger.
0: Uh, Lucia, uh, g- before we really get started, give us an introduction to yourself. Do you uh, do you have kids? Are you a Belmont resident?
1: Yeah, so I'm a Belmont resident. I'm the mother of two elementary age school um, elementary school age children, um, and I'm an advocate for preserving open space for public use, maintaining conservation lands that we already have, and I am a frequent mountain biker on the Western Greenway, which is. Um, which is one of the open trails on conservation land here in Belmont and other communities. It connects several communities, in case your listeners are not familiar with the Western Greenway.
0: Uh, Can you paint us a a verbal picture of what the old incinerator site is? Because it's more than just a building.
1: Right. Right. So um, it is 25 acres. And um, let me start by first, because I think the context of the incinerator site is really the key. Let me start with the context. So the incinerator site is surrounded by conservation land, fully surrounded. So um, it is in the middle of both Rock Meadow and Beaverbrook North. And as I mentioned earlier, Rock Meadow and Beaverbrook North are Uh, home to part of the Western Greenway, which is a very heavily used multi-use network of trails. So you'll see dock walkers, you'll see runners, walkers, bikers, and so as I mentioned, the incinerator site itself is 25 acres, Eight acres of which are wetlands and 17 of which could potentially be developed by the town. So, as Roger mentioned, the incinerator site hasn't been used as an incinerator for decades. And so, what that means is that vegetation has grown up on the incinerator site and much of it now looks very much like the surrounding conservation land.
0: And the incinerator site is really the location of where uh, where the town used to dump the ash of what used to be burned. So it's not just uh, uh, land. There is potentially toxic material. Is it fair to say that there's toxic material?
1: Um, I think tests are being done currently to determine that, so in order to uh, eliminate any exposure of whatever was burned and dumped there, the town is currently um, performing testing in order to determine what was dumped there, and then the plan would be first to cap the site prior to any uh, post-closure use being developed there.
0: And and what the issue is is, or what the decision is, let me not call it an issue, but Mm -hmm. what the decision the board of selectmen face is once they cap that site, what do they do with it? And there's a whole host of of options on, on how to use that site.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, I think what it comes down to is that this is really a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to add a significant amount of land um, to be used as public open space and uh, for both active as well as passive recreation. And so these are opportunities really for the entire community to benefit from. And, um, you know, a sentiment I have recently heard frequently echoed is that as Belmont becomes more densely populated, as uh, larger apartment buildings are being built, really, the value of public spaces is really, you know, um, tremendous. And so, uh, realistically, the selectmen face a very tough decision of potentially weighing short-term costs of capping um, and uh, even longer-term costs of development and maintenance of that site with uh, as Lightly less tangible benefits of preserving open space for the entire community.
0: So you you believe that the site should be used in part for a bike and skate park. Uh, That's g- right. Tell us, wh- what does that mean?
1: Okay. So I think I mean, what is
0: a bike and skate park? I, I think of skate parks and I think of th- these concrete... Uh, but tell us what a bike and skate park is.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, a skate park is generally a concrete surface, and it has uh, many different obstacles, berms, ramps for the skaters to skate on. And so um, what distinguishes, so you can think of a skate park as a playground for skateboards. So um, a bike park is essentially like a skate park, but for bikes, and um what makes it different is that it is natural surface terrain. So it's dirt. Um, So unlike the concrete that you would have on a skate park, a bike park would be on a dirt surface. But um, really, you know, it would be loops, uh, jumps. uh, There would also be obstacles that you would have to come across. And so it really is something um, for all ages and all skill levels.
0: And it seems like that's a logical question when – when you think of all skill levels, wh- what do you mean? Uh, what's a skill level at, on a bicycle?
1: Right. So, you know, a skate park mm. is perfect mm. for the youngest um, bikers that are, uh, I'm sure you've seen the little bikes without pedals, the push bikes, where as young as two and three years old, the little kids are on them. So bike parks are perfect for the youngest bikers, whether they're on a push bike or whether it's their first time on a bike with pedals, as well as an adult or a teenager who wants to hone his or her skills on the bike, work on particular um Particularly difficult or challenging skills that they feel like they could, or would like to improve on, and so it really, you know, it fits the those learning to those trying to hone their skills and everybody in between, and it's really fun for the entire family, um, all ages.
0: And what I'm hearing, or the the image I'm building in my mind, is there might be trails where parents and little kids would be there. And then there would be other trails that would have jumps, uh, uh, possibly a trail that uh, would have some sort of obstacle course uh, uh, on it.
1: Yeah, and even then, you know, most trails, most well-built mountain biking trails will have parallel courses where um, depending oh, of on— course depending on your sense of, you know, what you're wanting to try that day or um, what you would, you know, you can have different choices and there's always going to be an easier or a more challenging option.
0: Uh, is this a revolutionary idea? Uh, is this, are bike parks, let, let me set aside the skate park for the, the moment, yeah. but are bike parks common? Uh, is it unusual?
1: So bike parks, what I'm envisioning is really has multiple elements and so one of the elements of which is a pump track which there are several of in the greater Boston area the entire vision as I have it outlined um, there are many about seven of them in New England and many many more around the country I think skate parks also are gaining in popularity Uh, Cambridge recently built a very large one um, and several smaller ones there was a big one just opened in Somerville and And, you know, multiple communities surrounding us, Lexington, Watertown, they have skate parks for the community. And um, bike parks are really something that uh, in the past decade has become um, very popular, a very popular sport.
0: You mentioned Cambridge. Uh, Do I remember correctly that Cambridge actually used an old incinerator site uh, for a bike park?
1: So, Danahe, so Cambridge doesn't have a bike park, per se. Danahe Park uh, is built on a former incinerator site. However, okay. that is open space. So, it's meadows, it's walking okay. paths, playgrounds, yeah. Okay. So, the bike park in, Cam- the skate park in Cambridge, which, by the way, most skate parks nowadays are all wheels. So, they will allow uh, skateboards, they will allow um, rollerblades, um... You know, what bicycles, whatever it is that you enjoy doing on, you know, on on sort of a wheeled device.
0: One thing that strikes me is that uh, the old incinerator site seems to be maybe not the hub of accessing the Western Greenway, but there are any number of, uh, bike paths and other trails that could and would hook through there. Is that correct?
1: Yes, absolutely. I mean, I see this as a very synergistic place um, for putting a bike and skate park for the community, in part because the surrounding land is already used by uh, walkers and, and um, mountain bikers. And so um, it would be a very natural place to put a bike park because you could hop off the Western Greenway um, visit the bike park, and then hop back on the Western Greenway. And likewise, it would be, you know, one of the um, difficulties of the Western Greenway is access points. There are not many points in which you can park and access the Western Greenway. So a bike and skate park could potentially provide additional access points for um, the the Western Greenway.
0: And uh, we did mention the, the Western Greenway. Uh, let me not assume that our listeners... Uh, know what the Western yeah. Greenway is. Can you explain that?
1: Yeah, so the Western Greenway was an effort, um, you know, I I want to say about seven years back by many local community members. Uh, I think um, Roger Rubel, who's the director at, at Mass Audubon at Habitat, he was very instrumental, and NEMBA, the New England Mountain Biking Association. And so what they did is they brought independent pieces of land to, um, by working with stakeholders and landowners. They connected these seemingly independent pieces of conservation land and in time, at times private land via a multi-use network of trails. And so it really is a wonderful asset to the community. And it spans, um, so it goes through Lexington, it goes through Waltham, it goes through Belmont. So it really connects multiple communities together.
0: And this is to make sure that people understand that we're not talking about the community path here. This is independent of the community path.
1: That's exactly right, but it does complement the community path. So when I think of a community path, I think of... um, something where you can get from point A to point B. It's a mode of transportation. It allows bikes to become a, really a plausible way for families to safely travel to a different destination. A bike park is a little bit different in that it is, it's is—it's like a playground. Uh, you're going around in circles, and you're trying different things, and you're honing your skills.
0: it been a multi-generational playground.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I could go
0: out I, if... If I could get on a bicycle and uh, go over a jump, you know, I would try that. (laughs) Hopefully I wouldn't uh, kill myself, but I would try that.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, I enjoy mountain biking with my children. We're frequently at bike parks um, in New England as well as the Western Greenway with the kids. And uh, mountain biking is one of the... one of the activities that i really enjoy doing with my father as well so often you'll see three generations together will be out there mountain biking and everybody's having a good time
0: one of the things uh, uh, that strikes me and, and i use that term again but uh, is that belmont really doesn't have a facility for active recreation for uh for Teenagers, or maybe even uh, tweens, maybe even somewhat younger than than teenagers, uh, have you thought through the the need for active recreation? I mean, kids, little kids can uh, can go to uh, playgrounds, and we are renovating our playgrounds around town. But the uh, a site for active recreation really doesn't exist in Belmont that I can think of
1: right absolutely you know a bike and skate park really would be a fantastic resource for also that demographic that teenage demographic and you know um one of the things about the fact that it is 25 acres of land so a bike and skate park um, even a world-class bike and skate park would really occupy roughly five acres of that land and so you can see um, the land being used for other uses that bring in even greater parts of the community, Um, you know, I think we had outlined the potential of a boardwalk and bird watching and so it really becomes a community hub. And one of the ways in which it synergizes with the community path um, is that via the Western Greenway and Lone Tree Hill, the community path would connect the bike park to the rest of town on off-road trails.
0: So the community path wouldn't directly connect to the bike park, but the community path would connect to other trails and bike paths that would connect to the, the bike the bike and skate park.
1: That's right, off of Route 60. So off of Route 60, you can enter Lone Tree Hill and um, go through Lone Tree Hill, Cross Mill Street, and then um, you would be on the Western Greenway in Rock Meadow, and that would connect to the bike and skate park.
0: Mm-hmm. I'd like to go back... Uh, for a moment to something you said just a few minutes ago. Um, You said that a bike and skate park would take about five acres. And we had started with uh, 25 acres. You subtract out eight for uh, as wetlands, which Mm -hmm. would be undevelopable, Mm -hmm. uh, which would leave 17. So really talking about a bike and skate park is Uh, talking about a relatively small part of the incinerator site and there's a question behind the question here but uh uh, so what do you do with the rest of it does it preclude other uses does does it fit with other uses
1: right so bike and skate park would fit really wonderfully for example with a solar farm so belmont has a climate action plan where we want to reduce um, you know we have um, stepped up and said you know we're going to reduce our carbon emissions and so Part of the goal of the incinerator site is also to help us reach our climate action goals. And so, um, you know, certainly a bike and skate park is very low impact on the surrounding lands. It's mainly dirt, so runoff isn't an issue. You have very few impermeable surfaces. And similarly, a solar farm creates very few impermeable surfaces. And so um, the two really work well together and complement one another there as well. you know, As we bring our children there, it's a wonderful opportunity also for parents to have a discussion on what it means to conserve energy, to use renewable energies, and really what the values of our community are.
0: Is a, a bike and skate park, is it lighted, or, or is it a daytime use? Uh, I can't imagine. This may simply indicate what I can imagine, but I can't imagine using it at night. Would it be closed at night?
1: That's right. It would probably, like many recreational facilities, it would be dawn to dusk. Dawn to dusk, of course. Mm -hmm. Okay. Generally, very low impact. um, Generally, very much in keeping with the wetlands that surround it, the conservation land that surround it. Yeah.
0: Okay. I want to remind our listeners that we're talking with Lucia Willie. Lucia is the organizer of a group of Belmont residents who are promoting the use of uh, part of Belmont's old incinerator site as a bike and skate park. Uh, Or I'm starting to think of it as an active recreation uh, facility for the town of uh, Belmont. Uh, Let me ask about the the really non-fun stuff. Uh, is there uh, if one were to use part of this site as uh, a bike and skate park uh, what kind of support facilities uh, would be needed Uh, would there need to be a a parking lot would the town need to build bathrooms Uh, uh, what, what sorts of ancillary facilities would need to be there
1: Right. So um, ancillary facilities would be very limited, um, probably to a parking lot at minimum. Bathrooms really generally aren't necessary for a bike and skate park. Um, Similarly, lighting wouldn't be necessary. So really, there are very minimal um, ancillary facilities that are needed. Um, Similar maybe to the parking lot at Rock Meadow, maybe slightly larger than the current parking lot at Rock Meadow.
0: And uh, along those lines... It seems like it's. it would be easy to think of a bike and skate park sort of conceptually a, as an idea, and it would be much more difficult to put pen to paper, if you will, and uh, say this is how it would fit, this is where it would go, this is where other things uh, would go. A- at what point in the process are you in your thinking? Did that question make sense?
1: Mm-hmm. So we have worked with a volunteer, a local architect who also is a parent of um, elementary school-aged children and now a middle school-aged child um, in Belmont. And he has very graciously, Mike Morata, he has very graciously volunteered to um, draw up some plans to uh, begin to address the question of, is there enough space to fit a bike and skate park onto um, the land in addition to... um, there are some assumptions that we made when we drew up the plans in terms of uh, requirements for the DPW needs and and so forth. And so we really have sketched out plausible ideas. That is not to say that there might not be other ideas depending on the ideal location as the town determines for a bike and skate park. And I think some of the assumptions, I think at the moment it's uh, still rather unclear in terms of the assumptions for the uh, parcel of land. So, for example, will the DPW be needing any land in the long term for salt and sand storage, for leaf composting? And DPW
0: currently uses it, uh, uses that site for those purposes?
1: That's exactly right. And in the short term, it will likely be used for um, storing materials for the high school, the high school building project, you know. um, And so... In the short term, it will be used by DPW, but in the long term, the goal is to have a post-closure use that is independent of the current uses.
0: But what I'm hearing you say is that this has proceeded beyond the point of a couple of people getting together and saying, wouldn't it be nice? that It's no longer simply an idea, but you have a real proposal to say uh, a— Bike and skate park could fit here. A solar farm could uh, fit here on this land. The DPW could continue to its current uses uh, at a specific place. Uh, there are real designs and proposals.
1: Absolutely, and we have tried to engage t- stakeholders within the community as well. We've presented this plan to the selectmen. We've presented this plan to the Recreation Commission. We have um, spoken with um, different communi- community members about this plan. So we have really tried to um, put this plan forward as a viable, real alternative. We've thought about the um, ongoing the development costs, the ongoing maintenance, co- maintenance costs. Um, how would something like this be in the long term maintained? Um, so we've really put a lot of thought into this, yes. Well,
0: let, let's talk about that, because whenever— mm-hmm. We talk about a a proposal for a new facility of any sort, to the extent there's a dollar tag associated with it, and there has to be a dollar tag associated with it, Uh, there is a concern because Belmont doesn't have many dollars laying around Uh, have you thought about the cost of this
1: Mm -hmm. so one cost is the capping costs and i think there's a lot of uncertainty surrounding that and how the potential post-closure use will actually impact the capping costs so we have not had a chance to really think about that because that is more in the community development realm that is something where ongoing studies will be um elucidating you know giving us more answers in terms of that but in terms of the development costs so uh, building a bike and skate park if all of it were to be paid for um, with public funds it would be I- the total cost is right in line with for example the walking path we're building around the Grove Street uh, playground it's right in line with the costs of um, redeveloping the co- tennis courts or the um, redeveloping any of the playgrounds so it's not it's not greater than any of those and so generally around the country what you see is that many of these bike parks are being built with roughly half the costs being offset by grants donations volunteer work and um, i'll come back to the volunteer work in a minute but in terms of ongoing maintenance costs um, this would likely be maintained by a friends of group because the maintenance of a bike park, as I mentioned, it is dirt, so it is mainly dirt mounds, logs. Um so
0: people would need to go rake and, and shovel, and it, that's the maintenance, as opposed to repaving and, and putting in new pipes and things like that.
1: That's exactly right, and that would be largely done by a friends-of group, or mainly done by a friends-of group. Now, So
0: I, I have a question. Yeah. Um, uh, the, you mentioned a few minutes ago the the New England. Let's see, I wrote it down. The New England Mountain Biking Association. Mm-hmm. How do they fit in? How, if at all, maybe they don't have a role. How do they fit in to something like this?
1: So the New England Mountain Biking Association, or NEMBA for short, they are a very active community in uh, a very active group of volunteers that are already active in the community. So for example, when you're walking along the Western Greenway in Rock Meadow, crossing over to Beaverbrook North, or even the Long Bridge in Rock Meadow, you'll notice that many of those bridges are stamped with NEMBA. So the NEMBA volunteer crews build those bridges, They maintain the trails largely in collaboration with the local stakeholders, the landowners, the local governments, and so um, they they are already a very active presence in our community, and they have certainly expressed an interest in a bike and skate park, and I think they would be active participants both in the development and the maintenance of a bike and skate park. And and you
0: had mentioned volunteers, so they would be a source of volunteers.
1: Absolutely. They would be a yes, yes,
0: and... So this, this all comes down to the Board of Selectmen making a decision. Do you have a, an ask, if yeah. you will? I think people talk about asks. What's your ask of the Board of Selectmen?
1: Right. So what I'm asking the Board of Selectmen is to support the idea that recreation and conservation, um, having merit, uh, that really goes beyond the potential short-term uh, costs of capping, and really to think about preserving this land for recreation and future gener- current and future generations of Belmontonians. Um, in other words, that we should take the long-term view that recognizes that Belmont is a very densely populated community and that public recreational space has value um, to the community. And I think we mentioned the Danahe Park in Cambridge. and so um, and to recognize that, meeting our climate action goals as well as preserving the space for active recreation are really mutually enhancing, and that both can be done, that there is space for both on that site.
0: That's great. Well, uh, we are out of time. Uh, Lucia, thanks for stopping over. It's been great fun, and we could talk forever about this, Uh, uh, but I do appreciate your taking time to come over to the Belmont Media Studios uh, here today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Uh, we've been talking today with Lucia Willie, who is the organizer and proponent uh, for the creation of a Belmont bicycle and skate park at the town's old incinerator site. You've been listening to Community Conversations. You can stream Community Conversations online at the Belmont Media Center uh, website Uh, belmontmedia.org. You can also find our podcast on iTunes by searching for the BMC Podcast Network. I'd like to thank Lucia again for stopping over. I would like to thank you, the listeners, for tuning in. I'm your Community Conversations host, Roger Colton. I will talk to you again next week.